Welcome back, everybody, to the Gospel Clarity Podcast, where we explore how the story of Jesus changes everything. For the gospel to be central, it must be functional. I'm Mark Smith. And my name is Andrew Arthur. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. And today, we are going to be talking about encountering Christ in the scriptures. As we've been looking at our series of gazing and going, we're going to be reaching our next section and topic after preaching, which is encountering Christ in the scriptures. So we're here, we're happening. How's it going, Andrew? Uh, It's going well, man. Uh, So recently you had, you went to Sinbad's in Fremont, which is another good sandwich joint. Yep. That uh, we would recommend, but it's uh, it's a Mediterranean place. It's a gyro place, yep. and so I think it's fantastic. And that was your first exposure to it. What'd you think? I only have one statement. That was the best shawarma I've ever had in my life. Right on, man. There you go. It it really it was heart changing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I feel awesome. Yeah, yeah, I feel good. My stomach is full, but not only that, it was like delicious. I've yeah. never been there. So Sinbad, Sinbad, if you're listening, yeah, those Gospel guys are great. Clarity guys came by, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we approve. It was great. And also, yeah, if you guys are looking for a good shawarma or Mediterranean, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Downtown Fremont. Yeah, my gyro was fantastic. It was good stuff. So do you say gyro or gyro? Um, I, I say neither. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I say gyro. <laughs> and then I felt like that was wrong. <laughs> and yeah, so but, I just stopped talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure exactly which one's right. Because uh, there is a sense in which, um, yeah. I don't know which, is it? I don't know which one's right. Gyro or gyro? Gyro? I've heard both. Yeah. I've heard both. And I've heard gyro uh, from myself. I know gyro's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is wrong. <laughs> it's just the way I read it. I don't know. I understand. So anyway, that's why I get shawarma. I just don't get it because I don't have to pronounce it. So any it's listeners, it's always good to pronounce to yeah. order things that you know how to pronounce. Exactly. Exactly. Even if you don't like it, if that's what you can say, you want to order that so you don't look like, you, you know foolish. Yeah, you know the logical thing would just to be just to ask them. Yeah, it would be just to go and be like, how do you say that? But that that'd be the humble thing. Yeah, we're and, too proud. I I just, I removed that from my mind completely. I just said, I'm going to order something else. Yeah. So anyway, without uh, any good segue, let's talk about <laughs> the theme of this, this season is gazing and going. Mm-hmm. And um, we're looking at why we do what we do as a church, mm-hmm. looking at the different uh, aspects and elements of, uh, of Christ's church and what we do together. And uh, last few episodes, we've been talking about preaching. Mm-hmm. Why do we hear preaching and why do we preach? Mm-hmm. You know, and what are the uh, multiple layers within preaching that we need to, um, that need to be there, need to happen? Um, and so, but today, now we're going to change subjects and we're going to be talking about encountering Christ in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So what does that really, what what does that mean, Andrew? Yeah, so... Um... One way to talk about worship is a rhythm of revelation and response. And that's what we're getting after with the rhythm of gazing and going. And that's kind of the rhythm the Christian life is lived in. Uh, That's the rhythm that the church lives in, that we we gather to gaze and then we scatter to go and serve. 
But there's a sense in which that wisdom or that rhythm plays out in a microscopic level in the life of the individual disciple. So that when a disciple is communing with Christ, having solitude with Jesus, quiet times during the week, to reading the scriptures, praying, there's a sense in which that same rhythm should be carried out where they draw near to Jesus in those moments to gaze and they read the scriptures to encounter Christ in the scriptures and then let that compel them forward throughout the rest of the day and as they live in light of the Christ that they've encountered. And so what we want to talk about today is, is kind of how does a disciple, how do we as disciples do that? How do we encounter Christ in the scriptures when we open the Bible to read and to study it? Uh, when we are examining the scriptures in light of what we've heard preached on Sunday or whatever the case may be, how can we approach the Bible in a way that leads to Christ encounters? Mm-hmm. That's good. So let's let's start then by, um, let's address something that I think uh, many people can all of us can be guilty of at one point or another, and it's looking uh, to Scripture to answer a question that it's not necessarily posing, which is uh, a how-to question, maybe in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what that can be taken to, I think, is um, looking for ways to live in the world. But what we want to talk about is the Bible addresses how we live in Christ, mm-hmm. not the world. Right. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's what it's designed to nurture. When, when Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, uh, he's drawing our soul's attention to the need for, this, for God's word. We need to hear God's voice. We need to encounter him speaking to us, and, and uh, we need to hear from God. And... Um, and so with that comes this dynamic of what does God speak to us for? What is he telling, talking to us about? And I think the thrust of what God is speaking to his people constantly is, I want you to live in Christ. I want you to live in Christ. I want you to live in Christ. And I think the Bible is ultimately designed to nurture the life that we have in Christ, mm-hmm. our union with, with Christ by the Holy Spirit in relation to the Father. And... That's a different starting point when reading the Bible than saying, oh, I need to read the Bible so I can learn how to live in this world. Right. And when it's, I want to learn how to live in this world, then I may be imposing questions upon the Bible, as you said, that the Bible's not intended to answer. Um, and we may be unable to deal with life in the world because we're not nurturing life in Christ, um, which is ultimately the Bible's drive. And that's not to say that um, the Bible doesn't address particular issues and things that we go through in our lives and how to direct them and mm-hmm. seek wisdom in that in uh, parenting, managing money, you know, different things like different things like that. The Bible does do that, but it's not the ultimate point that it's making because if you're living purely for those things, what it's pointing us to is to live life, do those things in Christ. Right. It's a different dynamic to be a mom in the world and then to be a mom in the church. Moms in the world need wisdom. That's why there's so many parenting books on so many bookshelves. You can go down on Amazon. You see so many people trying to provide wisdom to that because it is hard. The Bible certainly provides wisdom to moms who are parenting. Right. But uh, we don't want to rec- detach any role that we play in this world a- 
apart from the power that is found in Christ. This is why Jesus would say, um, I want you to abide in me and I in you. He who abides in me will bear much fruit. And he says that apart from me, you can do nothing. And he doesn't mean that you can't get out of bed. You can't raise a kid and as a non-Christian. That's certainly not true because God in his common grace has given wisdom in other areas to help that happen. And um, But he's saying you can't do anything that that lasts. There's nothing of eternal significance and value and impact that's going to come from a life that is lived in the world versus the life that is lived in Christ. And so when we are reading the Bible, we've got to understand that the Bible is constantly calling us into Christ, into Christ, put our faith in Christ, put our trust in Christ, put our hope in Christ, rejoice in Christ. Um, Everything that the scriptures is compelling us to respond to is a response to be found in Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that this really speaks into this speaks into grace. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the grace that uh, that Jesus gives us through His death and resurrection, I think, really speaks to this grace as we read, as we encounter that. Um, when we start changing our perspective, changing and better understand that dynamic that's at play. Mm-hmm. I think that we have a better understanding and a better picture of grace and Jesus's glory in that, in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Um, When we are no longer looking for wisdom to live in the world, but we're looking for wisdom to live in Christ. Right. Which is why in um, 1 Corinthians, is it 1st or 2nd Corinthians? I think it's 1st Corinthians. I'm not sure yet, but keep Uh, going. (laughs) Where we are told that Jesus is our righteousness, our sanctification, our wisdom, our redemption, that Jesus is all of that for us. And so when we're reading the Bible, we're learning how to put ourselves in Christ or to find ourselves in Christ. And then from there, we interact with the world around us. But that's a different um, paradigm. It's a different perspective than just trying to learn how to live in this world. And it's no, what's most important for the human heart, for the human soul, for the human person is to learn how to live in Christ. And that's what the Bible is ultimately designed to draw us into. Right. So let's get, let's get really practical here. And, uh, let's, let's just address where I'm sitting down in my quiet place. I open up my Bible. How am I going to encounter Christ and the scriptures in that moment? Yeah, I think so. It's um, to put very to put simply. Yeah, to put simply. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's what we're seeking to do. If if the if we want to find life in Christ, how do we find that? Right. When we read the Bible, so we open the Bible. We recognize first uh, convictionally the Bible's a book that's primarily about Christ. I think having that conviction in your uh, heart is 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 strong to have any, each time you read the Bible. In other words, the Bible's not about me, and it's not about you. It's about Jesus. It involves me, and it involves you, but it's about Jesus. Kind of like reality. Reality is important. My life is important, but life isn't about me. Ultimately, mm-hmm. my life is about Christ. Same thing with the Bible. The Bible isn't about me. It's about Jesus. Now, it certainly speaks to me, but it speaks to me about Christ so mm-hmm. that I can find life in Christ. And so when we open our Bibles to read, and we want to kind of have that presupposition that that holy presupposition in our mind and in our hearts, because that's what Jesus himself says about the scriptures, that it, it's about him. And the second conviction we need to be aware of is the fact that Jesus is our mediator, um, that Christ is Jesus mediates the relationship between God the Father and his children. 
that uh, we go to God in and through Christ. We can't get to God in any other way. Mm-hmm. And um, so that conviction, what that means in terms of how we read the Bible and how we find life in Christ, it means that when we read a passage, the temptation, and I think what we sometimes teach disciples to do, is to read the passage and jump immediately from the page to the person or to the from the page to my life. How, how does, does this apply to yeah. me? Right. And you hear that often, actually. I think I hear that often. Yeah. How does this apply to me? But there's a couple of other questions or a couple of other things to point out first. That tends to be the 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 dominant question uh, that people are asking when they read the Bible. They want to find its relevance. They want to find its application for their life in this world. What if the Bible isn't designed to do that ultimately? What if that's not God's intention in speaking to his people? What if... The move isn't from the page to the person, but the move is from the page to Christ to the person. And what if the application is, how does this apply to Christ? What does this passage say about the person and work and teaching of Christ? And then once we're there, then we can move to our lives because Christ is suddenly becoming the mediator between God and us, between his word and us, that God's word isn't meant to come directly to us. His word is to come to us in and through Christ because he's the one mediator between man and God, the man Christ Jesus. And so we want to hold on to that. This is part of what happened at the fall. After Adam and Eve sinned against God and they were exiled from Eden, the big shift was this. They went from having an an immediate fellowship with God where they were interacting with God directly. That's what they had. Outside of Eden, they no longer had that. So God was no longer interacting with them immediately. From that moment forward, their relationship with God would now be a mediated relationship, Mm -hmm. a mediated fellowship. And that would happen through the mediation of sacrifices and offerings. It would happen through the mediation of kings and prophets and priests. It would happen through those those mediatorial uh, roles. And ultimately... All of that you find in Jesus, who is the fulfillment of, fulfillment of all of that. He's the, he's the premier prophet. He's the great high priest. He's, the, he's the, the king of all kings. He is the one mediator between God and man. And so now, how can we learn to read the Bible in such a way that says, okay, I'm going from page to the mediator. I'm going from page to Christ and then to me. In other words, I'm going from God's word to the mediator to my life. Mm-hmm. And then everything I'm responding to, it puts me in a gospel frame of mind so right. that I'm not just trying to live my life in this world. I'm trying to live my life in Christ and finding my life in Christ in a way that is affecting me and changing me and is actually equipping me better to live in the world than I would have been just trying to apply Bible verses ad hoc to my life over the course of, a, over the course of my days. That is great. And so important. I think it's something that we can so easily miss, or or I would even say that we can uh, accidentally assume that we are reading the scriptures and going from page to Christ to person, but we're really not consciously thinking about that and really trying to um, apply that. Like, I think it, we can, if you get used to reading your Bible, you know, you get comfortable with it, it can be easy to to open it up and then just jump to 
-hmm. How does this apply to me? You know, and you're thinking in your head the, the gospel truths. You know, you're thinking these things. But I, but I think there's a power to asking that, you know, and praying for that and coming in with a conviction to say, um, God, I want you to show me through this page where Christ is mm -hmm. and how this applies to me through him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, um, I think the reason why we don't do that is because many disciples do not know how. Uh, we haven't done a good job of teaching this and equipping disciples with this approach to reading the Bible, that they would read the Bible in order to encounter Christ there. And um, that's the work you and I need to do, and other pastors and leaders need to do. We need to give thought and attention to this dynamic so that we can equip disciples to this end. And hopefully uh, this conversation and future conversations over the next episode or two, we can begin to move in that direction because it is a big, it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Um, but that's why we have multiple episodes. Yep, that's right. That's why we have more time. <laughs> so, well, until then, let's continue to come together to gaze in Christ, open up our Bibles, see Christ and how we are to live in Him, not the world. Amen.